You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is Sandy Zahar Gulen. He is a creative, multi-talented musician and artist with an extensive training and education in composition, performance, theater, and dance. He's also a dedicated activist and educator who always seeks to establish collaborative communities, forge connections, and create inclusive environments. Sandy and I met through Twitter, then in real life at BroadwayCon um, during 2022, and I am super excited to have him over on Backstage Talk. So, Sandy, welcome. Thank you for welcome. having I'm me. Really Hi, yes. Hello. So what did I miss on your bio? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. I am a trans man who is very active in theater. I, I do always try to mention that because it is so, I don't want to say rare because it's becoming more common. I've been meeting a lot of other folks like me lately who have been doing this work, but I you know, it's important for people to know that we are out there and we are making work. Um, my side of things tends to be more on the creative side. Like you said, I write, I music direct, I do music stuff, and then I perform here and there. I am currently at graduate school in Boston. I'm New York based usually, but I'm at the Boston Conservatory doing my degree in teaching voice and other music stuff for musical theater. Mm -hmm. So, so cool. So cool. So, random fun fact about you. What would that be? Oh, gosh. You know, like I said, I'm a musician. There's a lot of them. But one instrument that I'm very passionate about that's kind of a little weird, I play the harmonica, including the chromatic harmonica. Really? Yeah, the, the chromatic harmonica you click a button on the side and it changes uh the note uh to be a half step lower or higher it's um pretty fun but that sounds fun Our, my grandfather played the harmonica um so i it's an instrument that i've never felt attracted to but <laughs> i had really fond memories with my grandfather and the harmonica so that's a really nice fun fact about yep. you i like it 
I like it. I love it. So let's dive in into the specifics of musical theater and Broadway. Yes. So which was your aha moment in which you said, I'm going to go head over heels? On oh, gosh. So it happened in it happened in three stages where I went from fan to this is my career. This is my future. When I first saw a chorus line on Broadway, my dance teacher was in it at the time. And I felt very much drawn to the making of the art after seeing that show. Then I saw Spelling Bee and I started to feel like I saw people like me on stage. People who were a little weird and funky. And I was like, oh, there's a place for me here. And then I saw Billy Elliot and I said, I have to audition. And I did. And I felt like there was no option for me but to get involved after that point um, when I was about 11. So that was when I really felt like we're done looking for other jobs. This is the job. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But you auditioned for Billy Elliot? No. Or no, you saw it no. and you started I auditioned audition. for I auditioned for the show. Not it's confusing because the title character is the name of the show. But no, I did not audition for the character of Billy. I auditioned for the ballet girls for about a year because Ooh. I transitioned when I was nineteen. So like my whole youth acting career was mostly uh i like to joke that i played little girls animals and then old women and then i switched back when i was transitioning to playing little boys so i've kind of gone in all directions as an actor but that's amazing i played i mean the the experience and baggage that gives <laughs> is incredible. i played a 12 year old boy when i was 21 and it was quite an informed performance. I think the most dramaturgy work that ever went into a Pugsley Adams, I think. <laughs> Let me tell you, I played Gomez in college and I was 25. And that was the first, only, and last time I'm going to grow mustache. <laughs> like a natural mustache that was... Everyone thought it was fake and started like picking it and it was hurting. And I was like, could you, could everyone stop picking my mustache? It's real. And it was like, no, it's not. It's glued. And I'm like, no, it's, it's real. It's my hair. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love, I, I love those three shows. Um, specifically Billy Elliot for me, it changed the way I saw ballet. I never saw it on stage. I only saw the the pro shot version from the West End. And it changed the way I, I was dancing. I was taking um, a ballet course in college at that time when I saw it. And I was just like, something clicked, right? Um, so I love that with those three shows, something in you also clicked. Yes, I felt so like... I felt like when you can't say something, you sing it. When you can't sing something, you dance. Like that that thing that we always say in the industry, that made sense to me without anyone telling me that at that age, which was really exciting. 
that is incredible. So why musical theater and why Broadway and why this like big broad scope of things that you do because you have like this big branch in performance that includes acting and dancing. You also have this branch in composition. You also have this other branch in writing. So why musical theater? So I've done a little bit of work and writing and performing in other fields, but musical theater always draws me back because it marries so many art forms. And because I have mm-hmm. the background in all these art forms, it really, that, relationship between all of these pieces really speaks to me a lot of my very close friends are choreographers and we talk all the time about the relationship between music and dance and how those two things really are the same thing just different um presentations of it because the music is expressed on the body through dance so i i feel like those two things go together so naturally and then musical theater, it's, it's just my favorite form of storytelling. And I think all of the different things I do are just different approaches at storytelling. Um, that's that's what I think everyone who is part of the creative process really is doing. I mean, directors don't get up there and sing. Directors don't typically write, but they are a huge part of the storytelling process. I think everyone finds their road in. And I think... Also, based on who else I'm working with, because collaboration is a huge part of this art form, my relationship to the people I'm working with also really does determine what role I take on. I love that. I love that. And collaboration in musical theater and theater in general is key. You are always working hand in hand with someone else that either gives a lot or takes a lot from the storytelling. <laughs> and that is like a big key factor. So you just mentioned like your childhood journey into our industry. But how would you summarize it all now that you are working constantly yes. in your back in I would say that I did a lot of performance and training. I pivoted to more of a teacher role in my mid-teens, I began writing also in my mid-teens. I then went and trained at college. I did a lot of everything. I did music direction and literally everything, makeup, design. Um, Right out of college, I started doing some stage managing. I really wanted to get that full experience of everything that goes into making theater Um, so that I could have respect and understanding for what every person does. And so I've tried on a lot of different jobs. And then more recently, the music side of it, because it's what I have the most background in, has been the most steady part of my work. Love it. I absolutely love it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. So going through different roles with all of this experience that you've had, what a what advice would you give to those who also want to start in this industry, that also want to be in this industry, that are either thinking of taking the leap or just starting to train or are, quote unquote, old enough to start in the industry? Um, this is going to sound a little weird, but um, you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You always want to meet people who you can tell know more than you first of all it's humbling but second of all you will grow so much by being surrounded by people who are passionate who care about the things that they do and even if it's not your favorite thing you learn so much just by being around them and sometimes that becomes your favorite thing I mean I did costuming in undergrad, I ne- I never thought mm-hmm. that costuming, and I also did prop shop one semester. These are things that I never assumed I would be doing, and they're not probably going to be my long-term job. They are yeah. things that I have gained a new level of insight and respect for that I wouldn't get if I didn't talk to these people who are experts in their area and meet, yeah, meet people who care about stuff. That's that's really the thing, because if you have a drive to get into the theater, it's clearly because you like it. And so finding other people who like it, even if it's not exactly your specific area, I, uh, again, I do have a dance background. I would not label myself a dancer first or even consider myself a choreographer. Part of the reason why I spend so much time with choreographers is because they have just such a different learning style than me, and we kind of complete a puzzle together. This whole thing about collaboration and finding ways to meet people who see the world differently from you, just generally, is something that will benefit you as a theater artist. Plus, their brains (laughs) function so differently. Like, so differently. Like, it's movement first. Well, I'm I'm never a dancer first either. Um, Not less a choreographer but I've had my dance training um, but I come from the theater world and even the choir world that is super static and you just stand up and sing um, so my brain works differently and dancers think movement first and then the rest comes while personally as a performer I have to think a lot of other things first rather than movement and then incorporate movement so yes that is that is on point yes so tell us 
what are you doing right now? What are you up to? You just yes. mentioned that you were back in Boston. I'm in Boston for school. I'm also mm-hmm. currently a uh, couple things. I've been working on a musical. That's part of why we started talking is because yes. I've, I've been workshopping and rewriting a musical called Twink Piece. It's very similar to the concept musicals of the 1970s. It explores relationship to appearance and identity and how we you know prejudice judging before knowing that idea um within uh queer spaces that's one thing and then the other like you mentioned I do advocacy work um I am the founding artistic director of Tempo which is the trans and expansive music professional organization which is you know, like I was saying at the beginning, um, there's just not a lot of representation of a lot of different people in our industry, and uh, music seems to be a very slow-moving branch, especially um, for change, especially because the process for hiring subs and, you know, coordinating music contracting you hire your friends. There's no audition. There's no interview. You only go based on who you know. And so organizations like Tempo and prior to us, there's been Maestra and Muse, which are more focused on women and musicians of color. There's no way if there's a database, if there are networking events to say, I don't know anyone else besides my friends who are white men. You can't say that anymore if you meet people and so not not letting people remain in their little bubble anymore is really part of it the other part is skill building and giving opportunities to continue to grow as artists so that's the really the advocacy work that i'm about right now I know that i am not in any position to say thank you but thank you <laughs> Because my last season was all about representation and visibility about Latin people on Broadway and in the musical theater industry. Um, But the work that you're doing in advocacy, I know it's very meaningful for a lot of young people that haven't been able to feel or to see themselves in a lot of positions, not only the actors on stage. So yeah. the the work that you're doing is making a really big impact and we'll keep doing it. And, so and I'll think- say, um, similarly, I will never equate the two, but I will say that, you know, there are a handful of uh, Latin music directors and musicians that are working on Broadway, but it's really only a small community. And so Muse is super important because while there are shows where there are actors on stage music for for really everyone except for white men it's like every every other group is still really trying to get their foot in the door still in music it's the numbers the statistics are are by far the worst at that in directing they are shocking if you ever look at them they're just very and i won't say shocking isn't surprising because we know what people are always in the room but shocking is in disappointing 
Absolutely. I want to go back to your show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. What has happened with that? I remember that you were a workshop. Yes, man, we had a. I haven't heard from it. Okay, anymore. so we had we had a developmental reading at the end of August, and then I have been continuing to do rewrites and check in with other you know artists, collaborators, people whose input I'm getting as I rewrite a song here and there, or I want to hear you know this line in a person's voice. There were a group of actors that were kind of handpicked to do that reading and they really are um impacting the voices of the characters that were already pre-made i will shout out especially because now they just finished up their run with cursed child uh brady dalton richards very very talented person um i obviously will always keep my doors open to new actors for things but like the way that the, the way that they inhabited the role that they were playing I was able to get a much fuller picture of the person and I would say that the same is true for a lot of the other actors and just sort of playing with what it sounds like in different people's voices because I always want my characters to feel lived in. I absolutely love that and I know that it's gonna be amazing Uh, please let us know how it goes, what we can do um, to boost your show, to shout it Thank out. Thank you. Uh, because it's going to be amazing, and I'm really, really happy for you. Before we close in, our last question would be, which are your top five favorite musical theater shows? <laughs> All right. That's, that's a really hard question, and I've prepared. Um, and that was an evil laugh. I was laughing because it's like I. It depends on the day, but it really also doesn't. It's funny. Um, I will say that I'm also tomorrow night. My first performance here. Uh, we're doing like a whole music of Bill Finn show, um, and Spelling Bee is my favorite show still to this day, because of the the empathy I had for those characters. Um, so I would say Spelling Bee is number one, and then it kind of gets a little muddy from there but I also of course have a place in my heart for a chorus line in Billy Elliot as I mentioned two other shows that are really because that's three already two other shows that are really impactful to me in my day-to-day -day basis are Ragtime and Runaways um a lot of people don't know Runaways it was one of the first musicals that was solely written by a woman on Broadway and it's mm -hmm wild it's in three languages english spanish and american sign language it's based on field recordings of actual teenagers who are experiencing homelessness in new york city it's it's a cool show i recommend it yeah it's it's amazing 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 and that storytelling through three languages it's just impactful and i think that's where the future may lie Each day we're seeing either more productions incorporating several languages, more accessibility options, and I think that's that's where we're moving towards, and I'm happy that that's going on. Yeah, me too. Sandy, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story, your journey, your thoughts. Um, I'm really happy to have you here, so thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.